1: Dr. John Mendelson is a double board certified facial plastic surgeon specializing in facial plastic surgery and non-surgical facial procedures. And he's the author of four books. He lectures nationally and he's in frequent demand as a speaker to both medical people and the general public. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about something that's pretty cool. It's called MiraDry. Hi, Dr. Mendelsohn. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, Amy. Thank you.
1: Well, I know not just summer that excessive sweating is something people don't generally want to talk too much about but it's a real problem for people.
0: Yes, it is a problem. Uh it's a it's a big problem for many people and uh you probably know some people yeah. personally who wear layers of clothing even even in warm weather.
1: Yeah. And so is that is that something I mean is it Physical? Is it mental? Is it both? What what goes on with yes, excessive so the, sweating?
0: The term is called hyperhidrosis, and hyperhidrosis uh, is excessive sweating. And the common areas where people will sweat and have difficulties with it will be in the axillary or underarm area, the palms, and the soles of the feet. Um, over the years, we've used Botox actually as a treatment in all of those regions successfully. But as many people know, Botox uh, is a temporary solution. It does reduce the sweating associated with hyperhidrosis, but there is this new treatment called Miradry. And Miradry is focused on the sweating under the arms.
1: And so I think of sweat as being something that sort of needs to happen. So is it okay to not sweat?
0: Yeah, the sweat glands obviously regulate our our temperature, but there are 1% of our 4 million sweat glands reside in the axillary area. So, yes, it's completely safe. This is an FDA-cleared device, and it has a 90... 8% 8% approval rating. It's absolutely wonderful in terms of uh, how it works.
1: And it would really, that's something that would change somebody's life if it was a big problem. What what happens? So they come to see you and what do they undergo? Yeah,
0: so uh, mirror dry is a relatively uh, simple procedure. Basically what happens is uh, a patient uh, comes in and we will use a little bit of local anesthesia just to numb up the area under the arm and then we're using a device uh, that Uses what electromagnetic radiation. It's it's basically microwave technology. And what's happening in about 10 to 12 minutes on each side is this energy is destroying some of the sweat glands. Um, with a single treatment, the satisfaction rate, as I mentioned, is 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 very high, and that's really all that's required. Occasionally, a patient may need a second treatment about two months later. The treatment itself, therefore, is painless. However, for couple of hours the next day, it feels like you might be carrying some books under your arms. There is some swelling. There's a little bit of tenderness, but patients can go back to normal activity immediately. They can leave the office. They can, you know, head back to work um, and, uh, you know, Get get back with their lives.
1: So they would still. I mean, they'd use antiperspirant. They'd be just more like a normal uh, degree of perspiration now.
0: Many patients don't need antiperspirant after this. Actually, that's a very good question. Yeah, it really reduces. uh, It really reduces. uh, There was a. um, This I love this story. There's a a gentleman. uh, He is actually a junior in high school who came to see us with his mother, and he's never gone to. The dance or dances he's been been to, he's never taken off of his coat. He doesn't dance. Mm. So anyway, we treated him, and um, oh, we have photos of him dancing. I mean, he he took off his coat, and so he got back to you know socially to to life. And you know, for many people who suffer with hyperhidrosis, Amy, you know, if if you're not a sufferer, it really is a life changing uh, treatment. Yeah, many of these individuals, uh, you know are unable to function normally without having more layers of clothing. Right. And they've gone through all the aluminum you know, deodorants and, and other treatments as well. So this is one of those things that really, really changes somebody's life.
1: Well, that's why in the beginning you may have thought it was a strange question when I said, well, is it physical or is it mental? But I think it's almost the emotional anguish probably amplifies the sweating too. Is that reasonable? That's where uh, I was sort and, of going.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, yes, yes. That's an excellent question. And yeah, there's a lot of anxiety. You know, am I going to be sweating? Can I, can I wear, you know, this, you know, what we'd love to see is we'd love to see people come back because they have all new wardrobes.
1: Oh <laughs> so, yeah. So. Yeah. That's really great. So where can they find more information about MiraDry?
0: Well, there's a website that we put up called uh, nosweatcincinnati.com actually, um, you know, we have our site, 351face.com, but no has a lot of great information about mirror dry, uh, how it works, and some patient testimonials, and those sorts of things.
1: That's really terrific. Dr. Mendelson, thank you so much. No sweat Cincinnati.
0: Thank you, Amy. Q. It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Parenting expert Amy McCready calls herself a recovering yeller. She's the founder of Positive Parenting Solutions and the author of If I Have to Tell You One More Time, the revolutionary program that gets your kids to listen without nagging, reminding, or yelling. And she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Welcome, Amy, and tell me what's happening to parents. We can't do it the way we used to, I think.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be back at your table. Thank you. Uh, yes, you know, raising kids today is very different than when we were growing up, and the because I said so and, and the look just doesn't really work <laughs> all that well for long-term behavior change. So our goal is to help parents understand, you know, why the misbehaviors are happening in the first place and then give them, you know, step-by-step tools and strategies to turn that behavior around.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned the look or the because I said so, and really that was enough when I was a kid. And I'm wondering why? What's changed? Why is that enough? not enough for kids today?
2: Well, our kids are growing up in a different environment, you know a generation or two ago you know, it was very different you know in the workplace it was very much a top-down uh, you know hierarchy uh, in at home, you know, dads kind of ruled the roost and, and mom sort of fell in line and the kids did too. You know, the relationship between mom and dad is very different. They debate about things in front of the kids. And so kids just see. They know that the norms of communication are different than they used to be. And so just instinctively, when we do that, well, because I said so, young lady, they instinctively push back because... You know, that's not how they're dealt with in the classroom or by their soccer coaches. They just know that that's not quite right. So our challenge is to, you know, use communication strategies that um, invite respect, of course, and, and they know that what the rules are the rules, but also that are going to just um, be more effective in terms of fostering the kind of relationship we want to have with our kids.
1: Well, you know, as a former yeller, you say that we can actually address the misbehavior without actually punishing the kids. Now, how do we do that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so well, let's talk about punishment from a definition standpoint. Um, from a positive discipline perspective, we refer to punishment as anything that would involve blame, shame, or pain. That could be physically, physically, punishing the child or anything that's emotionally hurtful to the child. That's just not effective for long-term behavior change. And and as you said, uh, I'm a recovering yeller back when my kids (laughs) were younger. I was the queen of nagging, reminding, and yelling, and that doesn't work either. But we do want to hold kids accountable. We want to train them on what the appropriate behavior is and then hold them accountable with consequences that are respectful and helpful and teach them to make better choices in the future.
1: Now, I know one of the biggest things ever was time out, and you say that really does not and do it? That whole timeout thing or counting, counting down? Or...
2: Yes. You know, a lot of parents will start with the whole timeout thing and they'll use timeout for everything. And they later abandon it because it's just not that effective. And the reason is that for a strong-willed child, timeout will invite a power struggle. And if you've ever seen the nanny show on TV, you'll see yes. timeout, right? She puts them in timeout and then she turns around and the kid is running around the house. So Again, it really invites a power struggle for strong-willed kids, even for kids who will go and sit there compliantly. Are they really thinking about their behavior, how they can make a better choice next time? Probably not.
1: No, not at all.
2: Well, you know, you say that there are
1: some common mistakes that parents make. They think they're doing the right thing, but they're actually worsening their child's behavior. What are a couple of the mistakes people are making?
2: Well, one of the big ones, and again, I was the queen of this, the ordering, correcting, and directing, sort of bossing our kids around too much. The reason that that doesn't work is... It, uh, the child's natural instinct is to fight back. Just like if you had somebody who was bossing you around all the time, you would say, wait a minute, you know this, this just doesn't feel right. So they will instinctively fight back. Another big mistake is rewarding kids. We have this tendency to believe that if we want to see a certain behavior, we need to reward it. And the research tells us that that is absolutely not the case because in studies when they were re- would reward kids for certain behaviors, they internal motivation, their intrinsic motivation for doing those behaviors actually diminished. So it was actually creating the opposite of what we wanted to have happen. Um, Another big one is praising kids. Again, we think if we tell them how awesome they are and how smart they are, they'll be awesome and smart. But again, the research proves otherwise, you know, because what happens is when we praise kids for being smart, they have this smart label that they feel like they have to protect. And in the studies, kids were less likely to take on more challenging assignments, take on more difficult coursework, because they felt that they had to protect that smart label. Exactly.
1: I hear the more you raise them, the farther they can fall, you know, and it's... Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Well, there is so much great information in the book. If I have to tell you one more time, the revolutionary program that gets your kids to listen without nagging, reminding or yelling. And come on, parents, let's admit it. That sounds like heaven. It's by Amy McCready. She's the founder of Positive Parenting Solutions. And I'm going to put all of Amy's information on my website, amystable.com. But Amy, where can we send people for more about you?
2: Thank you. Well, you can send people to PositiveParentingSolutions.com, and there's a lot of free training information there. There's also information about the book. They can get that now on paperback. um, Or Positive Parenting Solutions on Facebook is another great place to go.
1: Terrific. Well, it's always great and inspiring to speak with you and continued success.
2: Thanks, Amy. I Thanks appreciate the Thanks for listening to
0: Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com.